Hello and welcome to the Veterinary Secrets Podcast. My name is Dr. Andrew Jones and this is episode 71. In today's episode, I'm discussing my top five natural antivirals for dogs and cats. Cauda equina syndrome. What is it and how you can help your dog? And an aardvark herb called Trifala for cancer in dogs and cats. Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes and Stitcher. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can do on any of those apps. Lastly, if you've yet to do so, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book. It's at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Now let's get right into today's podcast. The top five natural antivirals. What is a virus? A virus is a small infectious agent that can only multiply or replicate inside the living cells of other organisms. Viruses can infect all types of life forms, humans, animals, plants, microbes, including bacteria. They're found in almost every ecosystem on earth and they're considered the most abundant type of biological entity. What are antiviral herbs? These are plants that inhibit the development of viruses. Number one is elderberry. It's got this long rich history and it's used for medicinal benefits. It's a very common North American plant. There has been a bunch of research published on it. The medicinal properties from the plant come from the, so these dark purple berries. So you're actually squeezing these berries, producing this juice. It's then sort of cooked up and then it's sort of strained out so all the seeds are strained out and it becomes very very concentrated from there you can actually get it commercially in many of the natural health stores you can get it either in a liquid form what i even like better is you actually get it in a powdered sort of dried powdered form where you just add water uh, the specific elderberry i'm using i'm adding one small scoop of this elderberry dried powder equates to a thousand milligrams of elderberry and i'm had been giving that to my dog tula i was giving her about five 500 milligrams, she's about 20 pounds, 500 milligrams twice a day when she had a bit of a cough. It's been studied extensively in people to show that it will decrease the duration as well as the severity of colds and flu and in particular the human influenza virus type A and type B. As well as that, it makes sense to me that it also effect- effective against some of the other viruses. Number one, elderberry. Number two, licorice root. Kind of one of the key key things when you look at what's in some of the Chinese medicine. Licorice root is a pretty big basis. It's got a whole array of different benefits, but I wanted to focus on it particular benefit of being an antiviral. In fact, in 2003, some of what's in the licorice root extract was actually being studied for its effectiveness against the SARS virus. So it's a pretty key one that we should all be aware of. And if you may or may not remember, but the SARS virus was also a coronavirus. So in it, it's got a number of different things in licorice root. It's got antioxidant, free radical scavenging properties, immunostimulating benefits. It's beneficial for sore throat. Great for cough, pretty important for GI benefit. Can act as a natural anti inflammatory, and I've discussed it many times in the past for its use of sort of considered the natural corticosteroid. As far as its specific antiviral activity, I've been dosing dogs at approximately half a mil of the tincture, which is a half of the dropper full uh, per 20 pounds of body weight twice daily. And I've been co- combining the licorice root along with the elderberry, then lastly, adding in about a teaspoon of honey per 20 pounds of body weight, adding a little bit of warm water. That's a great, great sort of sore throat cough remedy, as well as being a potential antiviral or viral remedy as well. 
Number three is ginger. I wanted to quote this one study. So in this study, they were using fresh ginger, showing that it had antiviral activity against a virus called human respiratory syncytial virus. In the conclusion of the study, they found that fresh but not dry ginger was effective against this virus called HRSV. Super interesting. And so many of us, we all have access to ginger, very inexpensive. Most of us have it in our fridge right now. An easy way to start using ginger for your dogs or cats, just taking, cutting up about a tablespoon of fresh ginger, chopping it really finely, simmering that in a cup of water for 15 to 20 minutes. And then you could dose your dog or cat at about a teaspoon of that uh, for 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. So nice to know we have all have access to that. It's in our fridge and it's an antiviral. Number four, dandelion root. So dandelion root itself, I've talked about it, uh, especially in reference to being used as a treatment for cancer. And it's actually being studied right now in the University of Windsor, many other universities, but they in particular are focused on it and have found that there's certain components of dandelion root itself to be effective against some of these really chemo, some of these cancers that are no longer uh, respond to chemotherapy, which is pretty impressive. So then from there, it's not hard to make the stretch that's possibly also an antiviral. In this one, study they actually looked at it against the human influenza virus and in the conclusion they found that the study has shown that dandelion extracts inhibit these certain parts of these influenza viruses and they went at specific parts of how they do it. These results lead to further investigation about the specific active compounds in dandelion root and how they're actually working against the influenza virus. Given the urgent need for new and abundantly available anti-influenza drugs, dandelion extract appears to be a promising option as a replacement or supplemental strategy. Wow, which is awesome and awesome to know. So if you're going to use dandelion itself, you need to get the dried dandelion root. You need to take about a table. First, you need to grind it up pretty finely in a coffee grinder. Then you've got to take about a tablespoon of this dandelion root and you're going to add that to a cup of water. You're going to simmer that for somewhere between 20 to 30 minutes. It's going to get fairly concentrated. And from that concentrate, you can dose your dog or cat about one teaspoon per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. And then the last uh, natural product I wanted to mention comes from honeybees. So it's more than just honey, it's called propolis. It's also known as bee resin. So once again, this comes out of the beehive itself. We're actually looking at it, this one study, they actually looked at the effectiveness of propolis against uh, herpes simplex virus. See the the herpes virus is causing cold sores. And what they found here was super interesting. In conclusion, it's been shown to be quite effective against the replication of these viruses. We believe here, and they were looking at it, may be a potential drug for the treatment of herpes simplex viral infections. Wow, which is so impressive. So once again, another antiviral. As far as getting it, it's very concentrated. It's also known as bee resin. So when you're giving it, you're going to give about two drops per 10 pounds of body weight. And you want to do that twice daily. Cauda equina syndrome in dogs. Cauda equina syndrome is commonly known as lumbosacral stenosis. And it occurs at this area on the lower back where the lumbar spine joins the sacral spine or the sacrum. It's one of the more commonly diagnosed back conditions in dogs, especially these guys that are these big jumpers, you know, i.e. the border collies, etc. The term lumbo refers to the lumbar vertebrae. These are the bones in the lower part of the spinal column. The term sacral refers to the sacrum, which is the part of the spine that 
where it that joins the lumbar spine and the pelvis. Called Aquinas syndrome or, or lumbosacral syn syndrome is a condition caused by the narrowing of the spinal canal, and this results in compression of the spinal nerve roots. So what are the causes? The narrowing is most often caused by arthritis, less commonly disc herniation. You know, these active dogs, they just put a lot of force in their lower spine, leading to loss of cartilage, new bone formation, and subsequent pain. So the most common symptom of this is pain, right? Your dog is a little stiff going upstairs. He doesn't want to jump up the same way. You know, he doesn't want to get up on the furniture, may have difficulty even wagging his tail, sometimes just getting down uh, to defecate. So the first thing is, you're, one, you're going to get a good physical exam by your veterinarian. And the biggest thing, what I found in veterinary practice, is you're finding this localized pain in this area when you're going to palpate that lower lumbar part of the back or the spine. And these guys are going to like really react and turn their head like, ow, that's sore. And it's just above where, where the tail base is. You can go ahead and then follow that up with an x-ray and get a pretty good diagno diagnosis based on that. You're going to see this new bone and it, you know, it's just narrowing the spinal cord there and it's pinching these nerves and it's painful. So what are the treatments? So mild cases often only need supportive treatment, including crate rest, anti-inflammatory, and some pain relieving medications. Here are some of the alternative options. First of all, back massage. I mean, it's just easy, right? You've got these lower back pain. You need to get in there with your fingertips, some trigger point massage, find the muscles that's in spasm, hold that for 30 to 60 seconds, and then release. Do that two to three times a day, especially when there's a flare-up. At least do that with your dog to see if it's going to be beneficial or not. Secondly, valerian. It's another very potent herbal painkiller. It's usually used for muscle aches and pains. Um, the, the valerian tincture dose, one drop per pound, so typically about a half a mil of a tincture per 20 pounds of body weight twice daily. Seems to work really well for many of these guys that have actual muscle spasms. Number three, 95% curcumin. It's got a bunch of different research showing positive benefits for osteoarthritis. You need to be giving it with fat and or piperine. The big thing, you're one, you're looking at therapeutic doses of about 100 milligrams of the 95% curcumin per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. And it works really well in combination with this next one called Boswellia. So Boswellia itself, you're looking at doses of about half of the curcumin. So it's about 50 milligrams uh, per 10 pounds of body weight once to twice daily. Daily. One study I looked at and they referenced, they compared naproxen, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug against curcumin and boswellia, found the curcumin and boswellia was, a, was actually more effective. So don't discount it. CBD, it's been shown to have potent antiarthritic and therapeutic action, resulting in both, in both joint protection and clinical sign improvement. Studies indicate, you know, this chronic use of CBD has not been shown to elicit any negative side effects. Pretty standard starting CBD dose is about one milligram per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily. Some dogs respond well, some not so well, but it's a really great option to try, especially if we're dealing a dog who's got this LS stenosis or this Cotoquina syndrome. Just make sure you've got a really good quality supplement, including glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM. And ideally, you've also got some curcumin in there. And I mean, that's those are just really good sort of supplemental basic products can make a really big difference for any dog that's going to have Cotta Aquinas Syndrome. Um, all of those, glucosamine, chondroitin, MSM, are all in my supplement, Dr. Jones's Ultimate Canine Advanced Health Formula. Lastly, Trifala for dogs and cats and its potential benefits for cancer. What is Trifala? It's a herbal supplement and it's actually considered the herb of choice for treating many cancers in India. And there actually is some research supporting this fact. It enhances the immune system and helps the body fight some of the cells causing cancer. And it's widely used in herboric medicine and it consists of equal portions of these three medicinal plants, one called Ambelica, and they're all found throughout India. One Ambelica, two Terminalia, three Terminalia, 
Terminalia Chabula, and the third one is Term Terminalia Bellarica. I'm sure I just mis mispronounce all of those. Trifel is also used to treat dental caries. I was actually looking at a couple studies. We're actually using it, say, in comparison to some of the other, say, chlorhexidine mothrinses being effective for gingivitis. Been used for anemia, jaundice, constipation, asthma, fever, chronic ulcers, inflammation, obesity, and to promote immunity against infections such as pneumonia, TB, and HIV. It's got a bunch of different uh, demonstrated activities in terms of being antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, immune modulatory, uh, chondroprotective, that's protecting the joints, anti-diarrheal, and anti-cancer properties. It may cause gastrointestinal side effects. You want to start smaller and then sort of work your way up. As far as the exact mechanism of action, it's just believed to thought some of these specific components of these three different plants, right? Some of the flavonoids and polyphenols are the main ones responsible for trifalis effects. It uses a similar enzyme that many of the common medications are metabolized with. It's called C or cytochrome P450. So you just want to make sure if your dog or cat is on, on their medication and they're on Trifala, just talk to your veterinarian about that. As an aside, you know, CBD uses that same enzyme system. There, and as I said earlier, there has been a number of different studies, and I'll just reference a, f a few here. One, they're looking at it, its benefit here for breast cancer. But they showed that Trivala significantly decreased the growth of a certain sort of factor uh, that is a big trigger for metastatic breast cancer. Here they studied it for pancreatic cancer, and they showed that trifala induces apoptosis in human pancreatic cells, which is huge, right? Especially when we have so few options uh, for pancreatic cancer. So is it a great option for your dog? Possibly. It's one that's not really well known or used uh, in North America, even in alternative medicine, just because it's primarily sort of arboric, and we're looking at India, where, where the actual trifala is. All these fruit plants are readily grown and where it's readily used. As an aside, I was at my co-op recently and I actually saw that not only he get Trifala as over-the-counter in the sort of wellness section in these big tablets, you also now get it in bulk. So it's obviously becoming increasingly more uh, used here in North America. So there's one other last big option. It's obviously got an array of different benefits, you know, as a natural anti-inflammatory. But in particular, you know, we just have these dogs with and our cats with all these different cancers and we're sort of running out of some of the options, right? So what else can we consider? Say you've tried some of the other things I've discussed and like is there anything else here's another good one to consider so once again thanks you guys for listening to this edition of the veterinary secrets podcast it's Dr. Jones hope you found it kind of somewhat helpful and informative I'd love to hear your feedback you can just leave a comment on, on my blog you can send me an email at podcast at veterinarysecrets.com. And lastly, if you've yet to do so, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book, Dr. Jones's Book of Natural Health for Dogs and Cats. It's at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news.